Entrepreneur on Fire bonus, a year in review, 2014. Oh my God, Kate, I haven't been recording. Stop it. Oh, I can't believe you didn't believe me. I thought that was so convincing. <laughs> I've been like waiting for the perfect moments to do that. And I thought you were going to be like, are you bleeping kidding me? John Lee Dumas presents EO Fire and FreePodcastCourse.com. Launch your podcast in 15 days and ignite. Happy New Year, Fire Nation. And I know you're listening to this a few days after the new year, or maybe many weeks or months after the new year, but it doesn't matter because I want you to know that in spirit and heart, both Kate and I and the entire Entrepreneur on Fire team are celebrating 2015 with you, the birth of this great year. And today's episode is a bonus. It's a focus on a year in review, 2014. And the word we're starting off this podcast episode with is reflection, which is a serious thought or consideration. And whenever I think about reflection or I think about reviewing or I think about history, the past, One quote always comes to mind from the man, the myth, the legend whose quotes I love more than any other quotes, even add it all up together, and that's Mark Twain. And his quote is, history doesn't repeat itself, but it sure does rhyme. Now, I love that for a number of reasons, the main one being, you know what? 2015 is not going to be a replica of 2014, exactly, but it is going to rhyme. A lot of things that worked for us in 2014 will continue to work for us in 2015. And a lot of things that didn't work for us will continue not to work for us in 2015 if we continued on that same path. So this is a time for reflection. This is a time for review. This is a time for us to share what worked for us, what didn't work for us, and give you a ton of great, valuable takeaways that we want you to implement today, now, 2015. And I have the great, the classy Kate Erickson on the line with me. She's going to kick it off with the three big reasons. So what's up, Kate? Hey, John. Thanks for inviting me on Entrepreneur on Fire today. Of course. How's it going? Very well. I'm excited to talk about reflection because this is really, I feel like the first year, 2015, when I was able to look back on an entire calendar year as an entrepreneur, which is pretty cool. I mean, in 2014, I definitely had, you know, a good chunk of 2013 to review. But I feel like my first six months, or I guess, eight months rather with Entrepreneur on Fire, which was in 2013, because I joined the team in April, was very much like me getting on board and me really understanding what it was like to work in this business. And, you know, for both of us, what it was like to work together. And so, you know, that was definitely a lot of reflecting, but it was also a lot of personal reflection. And I feel like this year, with the start of 2015, I was able to look back on 2014 and just think, wow, that was an entire year as an entrepreneur, as business partners together. And so it was really cool to reflect back on that time and have so many amazing takeaways. Absolutely. So let's start with the big three. When I was starting to reflect back, I'm like, there's got to be some big main reasons why this is important. I mean, we don't just reflect to remember the past 365 days and, you know, smile and laugh about great times, which of course is important. We do that too. But, you know, I really wanted to reflect back for three big reasons that were directly related to the business and that were directly related to how we could continue to improve our business in 2015. Because if you're not learning from your experiences, if you're not learning from the past, then you're never going to be able to pivot and correct course in the future. So the three big reasons why we believe it's so important to reflect on the previous year as you start to look ahead are number one, you get to see what worked well. So you can repeat it. So you can leverage that knowledge to continue doing what works for you. Number two, so that you get to celebrate everything you've accomplished. I think that's really important because it keeps us going as entrepreneurs to congratulate ourselves, to take a time out and realize that we are making progress. That helps with your momentum, with your motivation. And it's so important because if you're always just getting down on yourself about what's not working or about the failures that you're having, then it's going to be really, really hard for you to keep going. 
And then number three, perhaps the most important, you get to see what didn't work well for you. And that gives you the opportunity to pivot or drop the activity completely so that you don't make those same mistakes over again. Now, let me break in here for a second. We're going to talk about this later, Fire Nation, as well. But this really, to me, focuses on the 80-20 rule because 20% of your activity is going to result in 80% of your desired outcomes or more. So when you are seeing the 80% that's not working, go ahead and just drop that or you know pivot from that into something that is working and continue to focus on that 20% that is working. And as you can see, as we continue to go further in this episode, we not only continue to focus on our 20%, but we even strive to look for that 20% within that 20%. So Kate, what's this having a handle thing all about? So we can talk about the three big things that I just went through and how we should reflect on them. But if we're just kind of going through the motions when we do that and just kind of thinking about them in our head and, you know, then going on with our day, I don't really see that as actually having a handle on them. Like having a handle on these big three things is like you and me sitting down and writing this post that we're talking about right now. Having a handle on that is actually sitting down and writing these things down. It's actually going through the process of recognizing the things that worked well and then telling yourself how you're going to continue doing those in 2015 or you know whatever the case may, may be. Right now, it's for 2015. Um, The same goes for taking that step back and actually celebrating those successes that you had. If you're just saying in your mind like, oh, yeah, that was pretty cool that, you know, I published a book this year. I published The Fire Path not too long ago. That was really, really exciting. I definitely took a time out to celebrate that. And, you know, if we're just going to tell ourselves in our mind like, oh, yeah, I think this worked really well for me. And, you know, oh, yeah, that was a a great moment. So congratulations to me. And oh, yeah, you know what, that didn't work so well. So I'm going to kind of try not to do it anymore. I mean, having a handle on these things is so important, because it's what's actually going to get you to take that action moving forward. If you're just thinking about it, it's it's just not going to work. You have to sit down and actually take the time to write this stuff out Again, like I said, like we did with this post so that you can really have a handle on those things and how you're going to use them moving forward. Fire Nation, Kate wrote an epic post. And I mean epic with a capital E. It's over on our blog, eofire.com slash 2014, So check it out, eofire.com slash 2014. It's a post of everything that we're talking about here today and so much more with links, with pictures. And speaking of pictures, that's actually what I'm looking at right now, Kate, is this great collage you put together. I think there's like 20 images in this collage for the year in review 2014. And I mean, just glancing at it, I mean, my my mind's exploding a little bit with how much we actually did. I mean, I'm seeing Tropical Think Tank. I'm seeing San Francisco. I'm seeing New Media Expo. I'm seeing Dallas for Podcast Movement. You know, I'm seeing us on the pier here in San Diego, New Media Expo, Paris, Prague, um, my beanbag game. I mean, there's just a mishmash of so much great stuff that 2014 encompassed. And again, that image you put together is amazing. And I encourage anybody not only to go back to the site for these great images, but for the great links and the great really roundups that we have that we're not even going to be able to get to during this podcast episode. And Kate, I really want to dive in now and get specific about what our 2014 goals were and how we did. Yeah, so important because we talk about setting goals a lot. And if you're not setting goals in your business, then everything that we're about to talk about is going to be really difficult for you to do. Because the only reason that we were able to look back on 2014 and make you know, informed decisions as to what worked, what didn't work, what we should celebrate is because we had smart goals. We had very specific and measurable and relevant and time-oriented goals that we were able to look back on and measure and say, okay, yes, this worked for us or okay, no, this did not work for us. So if you haven't started your goal-setting process and being very specific with those goals and time-oriented, then I really encourage you to do that now so that you have something to look back on. So if we look at our big goals in 2014, I'm going to talk about three big goals that we set, John. 
And number one was to double our email newsletter list. So in 2014, in the beginning, we had about 10,000 subscribers to our weekly email newsletter list. So we wanted to get to 20,000 plus subscribers before the year ended. So as you can see, we put a very specific number to that. And we also gave ourselves a deadline. So that was number one. Number two was to grow Podcasters Paradise to over 1,000 members before the end of the year. Again, you can see that we gave ourselves a very specific number, more than 1,000 members, and we gave ourselves a time by the end of the year. And last but not least, number three was to increase our listenership for the podcast. And so, okay, let's say I just stopped right there and we just told ourselves that we were going to increase our listenership for the podcast. Well, that's not really measurable and it's not time relevant either. I mean, that we could say, oh yeah, okay, we did that. Like we have more listeners now than we did last year. So we're good, right? Well, we didn't stop there. We said that we wanted to hit 1 million downloads or, you know, listens in a single month for the podcast. What? <laughs> <laughs> I know, huge goals. And that's another thing. I mean, you should be setting goals that are kind of bogus in some ways. I mean... John, we're going to get into, you know, what what these goals looked like for us at the end of the year, because, of course, again, we were able to reflect back and say, OK, we we hit that or we did not hit that. And um, you should be setting goals for yourself that are far fetched, but they are also realistic. I mean, you want to be realistic, but you want to give yourself something to stretch for. Otherwise, uh, I don't know. You should be challenging yourself. Fire Nation, <laughs> let's get audacious here and allow me to get corny for a second with a really corny quote. Shoot for the moon. Even if you miss, you'll land amongst the stars. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't, but that's cool. Uh, no, no, no. I really do like that quote. I mean, I think that a lot of the stuff that we say sometimes can come across maybe a little woo-woo, but... You know, it's true. I think that that's a great way to sum it up. Well, let's get specific now. How do we do on these three goals? Okay, so number one, growing our email newsletter subscriber list to over 20,000. We squeaked by that. We had a total of 21,666 newsletter subscribers. And that includes a massive scrub that we did of inactive subscribers, subscribers, meaning that we went back to anyone who wasn't actually engaging with our emails and we just went ahead and took them off the list because, you know, if people aren't opening our emails, if people aren't getting something from the value that we're providing, then why should they be on our email list? And there's a point I want to make here too that's really important because you'll hear Fire Nation, all these vanity numbers getting thrown around like, oh, I have 80,000 Twitter followers or, you know, I have 3 million Instagram followers or, you know, I have 100,000 email newsletter subscribers. Now, something that's been pretty interesting in the news recently is um, Instagram just did their scrub, so to speak. People got absolutely crushed across the board um, by that. They woke up the next morning with like 5% of their quote unquote followers they had from the day before showcase Casing that, you know, it really was just vanity numbers. You know, I will say that it made me pretty proud of the audience that I grew on Instagram to see that, you know, my numbers actually increased when I woke up the next morning. And, you know, I did not lose any, any from that scrub. And this 21,000 plus email newsletter subscribers that we have, you know, these, this is a real number that we can be proud of because we have done this scrub. So, you know, don't let these crazy numbers you hear people say really you know, a lot of that can just be fluff. So focus on what's working for you. Focus on, you know, numbers that are real for you, unique opens, engagement. Those are really important. And I do want to give a quick shout out to Tim Ferriss on this note too, because I will say he's a massive reason why we got to this number because he actually shared on Facebook a post that Kate wrote about a year ago about the top recommended books on Entrepreneur on Fire. Number two was the four-hour work week, so I'm sure he shared it partially for that reason. Long story short, that post that had had a couple hundred shares, it was a really popular post, immediately went to 8.2 thousand shares and drove, you know, I'd say when it's all said and done, probably a thousand plus email subscribers to us in just the course of a week or so. So that really got us over the hump. So thanks, Tim. Appreciate. And Kate, let's talk about number two. 
Yeah. So number two, we absolutely crushed number two. We said we wanted a thousand plus members in Podcasters Paradise by the end of the year. And come December 31st, we had over 1,775 members. Wow. So we almost doubled our, you know, went a thousand over our goal, which was really, really awesome. And what's crazy is that when we set that goal, we're like, you know, we're going to be charging $1,000 for lifetime membership. Plus, you know, now it's 1164 to become a lifetime member of Podcasters Paradise. And so when we set that, that number, it was audacious, 1,000 people at $1,000. That's a million dollars in revenue. That's a huge number. And hey, we crushed it. $1.687 million in revenue did we generate because of crushing that number. So Again, be audacious. And sometimes even when you feel like you're being audacious, you'll surprise yourself. And Kate, what's number three? So number three was hitting 1 million downloads or listens in a single month. And we got so, so, so close to Cue that. the sad trombone. Oh, but I'm, I'm actually, <laughs> I'm still like so proud of us growing our listenership because John, you talked about like these vanity numbers that people show and I think that in podcasting with how uh, downloads and listens are tracked right now, that, you know, it's still very early on in its ability to really accurately track if somebody's actually listening to your podcast episode. And I feel like we've had very organic growth. I feel like we've, you know, been very honest with ourselves about how we share our episodes. And so, you know, when you look at like our September numbers, we had 972,904 listens in September. So that was the closest we came to having that 1 million in a single month. Asterisk, and that was a 30-day month. I know for a fact if it was a 31-day month, we would have broken a million. We would have done it. Uh, we'll change the calendar next year. <laughs> and we actually ended really strong. In December, we came up with 936,000 listens. So, I mean, we're just flirting our faces off with this 1 million unique listen mark. And I'm excited to be smashing that in 2015 and beyond. And in fact, January, we have some pretty awesome press coming our way, which I can't reveal right now. But just believe me, when it does come, you'll know it Fire Nation, because we will be sharing it and it will be pretty awesome and pretty amazing. And I'm just really excited to see not only were Entrepreneur on Fire, Kate's Take, Quotes on Fire is going in 2015, where everybody within the podcasting sphere, specifically Podcasters Paradise, is seeing results, seeing growth, and just having a great time doing so. So awesome stuff, great things to come. And Okay, let's do a little reflection roundup on this. Yeah, so we talked about reflection before we dove into the three big goals that we had. We went ahead and we looked back on how we did with those. And so in reflecting on what worked really well and what didn't work well for us in 2014 based on those big goals, you can see that it becomes really clear why we missed our mark on number three. And that's because we allowed other projects and other opportunities to distract us from our big goal. And that was to reach 1 million downloads in a single month. So, you know, I don't say this to mean that the other projects and the opportunities that we ended up engaging with were a bad thing, but it's definitely a huge lesson to be learned when we look back and we see that, you know, one of our goals we definitely hit with the newsletter, one of our goals we crushed with Podcasters Paradise, and one of our goals we didn't hit it. So why didn't we hit that goal? Well, it's because we said yes to things that were not contributing to that goal. And in doing so, we forced ourselves to say no to the things that could have contributed to that goal. So another reason why taking a look back and seeing what's working for you and what's not, you're also, you know, giving yourself feedback that you said things to you said yes to things that weren't helping you reach that goal. So, you know, another important thing to think about when you're setting those smart goals, you know, actually learn something from the mistakes that you're making so that you can do it differently moving forward. You can see that after reviewing our big goals, we can easily reflect back and identify exactly where we missed our mark. And that's only because we had that specific, measurable, time-oriented, relevant information to look back on. 
Now, if we would have made those goals in 2014, you know, things like I gave that example um, for the podcast downloads, like if we would have just said, let's increase our listenership, then we wouldn't even be writing this post, right? We wouldn't even be talking right now, John, because we wouldn't have anything to talk about. Um, but because we made our goals specific and measurable and time relevant and all that good stuff, we can actually confirm that the activities we took part in 2014 either contributed or did not contribute to the goals that we were able to reach or not reach. So being able to look back and say, yes, I spent my time on things that helped me reach my goal. And this is also something I, I think that's really important throughout the year because a lot of people say, you know, as entrepreneurs, we have all these great ideas and opportunities and everything coming at us. How do you decide? How do you know what you should take advantage of? How do you know which opportunities you should engage in? And the answer to that question is you need to be able to tell yourself whether or not those activities are contributing to your overall goals. If they are not contributing to your overall goals, then you should not be doing them. And, you know, this is kind of wishy-washy when you're just starting out in your journey. Of course, you should be taking advantage of the opportunities that you have so that you can grow your reach, so that you can grow your audience, so that you can grow engagement and all of that good stuff. But there is a line to be drawn. You have to make sure that the time you're spending on opportunities is helping you reach your goals. Smart goals, Fire Nation. Specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-oriented. Love that. And Fire Nation, you still might be feeling kind of stuck at the beginning of 2015. Like, how can I crank things up? How can I get things going? Well, if you are listening to this in a time-relevant manner, meaning the beginning of 2015, there still is a chance. We have been sharing this with our community and so many people have taken advantage of it and we've been hearing rave reviews for Michael Hyatt's Five Days to Your Best Year Ever. It's an extremely low price, valuable course that is going to help you get to your best year ever in 2015. Uh, If you want to find out more, there's actually a live webinar coming up on January 8th. So if you're listening to this after January 8th, I'm sorry you missed it. It was live. But if you're listening to it before January 8th, just go to eofire.com slash best year ever. And you can check out those details in oh so much more. And now, Fire Nation, we're going to focus on what worked well in 2014 and It wasn't a little, it was a lot. And one thing that we really, really closed the year down strong with is automation and funnels. Kate and I did over 60, 60 Fire Nation live webinars in 2014. And yes, over $1.75 million were generated on those live webinars. So it was absolutely amazing. But holy guacamole, that was a lot of work. I'm sure you can imagine what it takes to put on a live webinar and everything that goes into that. So as a result, we said, yes, live webinars absolutely work. That's in our 20%. And you better believe we will be crushing live webinars in 2014. But something we were also getting a lot of incredible and great feedback is, John, I'm in India, New Zealand. England. I want to listen to your live webinars, but I simply can't make it happen because of the time differential XYZ. I work, I have a family, whatever it might be. And we said, how can we deliver this free, valuable content to people around the world where they can consume it when they want to consume it, but still in a very focused and effective manner? And we came up with an amazing answer to this question that kept being posed to us, and that's automation. So I sat down, I put my butt in the chair in November, December, and I just crushed this course, freepodcastcourse.com, put a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of energy into it. And this is a free 15-day podcast course that takes you through the process of creating and growing and monetizing a podcast. And I will say I'm very proud of the finished product. Over 1,700 members as we speak are going through freepodcastcourse.com and I'm getting rave reviews back from that. So that's something you definitely want to check out if podcasting is even on your calendar, even on your agenda for 2015. Take this free course. It's amazing. But what does this free course do for the entrepreneur's mindset here? This free podcast course now allows me to remind 
the people that are going through this free course. Hey, we're doing a live webinar this coming Wednesday. Hey, we're doing a streaming webinar today thanks to Casey Zeman's easy webinar. We set up this process where now we have streaming webinars going live every single day that people can sign up for at a time that's convenient for them, 11 a.m., 3 p.m., 8 p.m., their local time, and they can go and join this streaming webinar. It's not a recorded webinar. They can't press pause. They can't press play. They can't come back and watch it at a later time. It kicks off at those three times, but it does give them more options, and it does it every single day of the week. This automation has been absolutely unbelievable because Fire Nation, we share numbers all the time. 91% of our sales in the podcaster's paradise happened on a live webinar. Now, that's why we did over 60 of them in 2014. That's why we're going to continue to do many more in 2015. But how can we maybe make that a little more even? You know, not 50-50, but, you know, maybe 60-40, maybe 65-35. And I can tell you, we've gotten 2015 off to a roaring start where we've already done 13 now sales in the podcaster's paradise. And I'm talking to you on Saturday, January 3rd. This is when we're recording this episode. It's going live on January 5th. But this has now only been two full days and we've done over $14,000 in passive revenue into Podcasters Paradise, more than we did in the entire month of November. We did it in two days because of this system that we've created, because of this funnel of a free 15-day podcast course. And a lot of people are like, what, why, why free? Why are you giving so much away? Because Fire Nation, your audience, your potential clients, they need to know, like, and trust you. And the best way to do that is to over-deliver, is to let them get to know you by showing them that the quality you're gonna put out on the free side is so far exceeding what they could expect. They can only imagine what it would actually be when they invest in themselves to join, for us, the number one podcasting community in the world, Podcasters Paradise. So again, we're so excited about the automation. We're so excited about the funnel that we've created. We're so excited about the free content we're continuing to put out there in the world. And I hope that you're taking the cue from us, Fire Nation, of just how valuable it can be to be a person of value. And let me just kind of end this little section with a quote from Albert Einstein that helped me launch Entrepreneur on Fire the right way. Try not to become a person of success, but rather become a person of value. So Fire Nation, what are you doing to become that person of value? And another thing that helped launch Entrepreneur on Fire to incredible heights was crushing conferences. And Kate, let's not mess around here. Looking back on it, it's pretty insane. We almost averaged a conference a month in 2014. We went to 11 conferences in 2014. That is insanity. How do we do it? How are we still here? Take us through our conference journey of 2014. Yeah, that's pretty crazy to think that we almost averaged one a month. And I'm looking at the list of the conferences that we went to and only one of them, okay, two of them were actually in the city that we live in. (laughs) So that means that we had to travel to another state. And in your case, you went to the Philippines for one of these. (laughs) Right. I mean, that's no small feat. But, um, you know, attending conferences has been so integral to our success. Like you said, John, It's what got you your start for Entrepreneur on Fire, attending a conference. And in 2014, I think it's really what brought us closer to our community. Because at all these conferences that we attended, we then had the opportunity to host meetups for our community, you know, bring Fire Nation together so that they can be in a room together. And, you know, I automatically think of New Media Expo in January in Las Vegas. You and I rented out a suite um, at the Rio. It was at the Rio, right? Yes. And it was like hangover style. It was a 1500 (laughs) square foot suite overlooking the strip. I'm actually looking at the picture of it right now. I mean, there were hundreds of people in this suite. Yeah. No tigers though. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe a couple of chickens walking around. (laughs) <laughs> but we had such a blast. And, you know, it's com- it's a conference that gave us that opportunity. It's because of a conference that we were able to get that many Fire Nation people in one place together to hang out. And we did the same thing with Fire Nation Elite. We did the same thing with Podcasters Paradise at Podcast Movement. 
And, you know, while it's not something that we necessarily set out to measure, um, we do know from the feedback that we've received that, you know, the people that attended these meetups, that has had a huge impact on the growth of our community. And I'm not just talking Fire Nation, it certainly has, but I'm talking about the growth of our paid communities as well. You know, if you know that you're joining a community where you're actually going to have the opportunity to go to a meetup and hang out with the people that you hang out with online every day and, you know, get in the same room with them, that's an awesome, awesome perk. And so, Two big wins from attending conferences, increased exposure for the Entrepreneur on Fire brand, which is so important to continue to put yourself out there. John, you spoke at so many conferences in 2014. You know, the opportunity that we had to get in front of that many people, having you on the stage, giving value for free, you know, that's huge for your business. And then number two, it was time spent growing relationships with others in our industry and in our niche. And so that doesn't just extend to these meetups I'm talking about where we got to build priceless relationships with people who are a part of Fire Nation. But it was also about going and building relationships with, you know, others in our industry and our niche, those who are doing the same things that we're doing online, who we've built relationships with and have now done joint ventures with, who we're able to partner with. John, you're in a mastermind with a couple of these guys. You know, that's really, really huge. And I'm looking at the collage you've created, Kate, and Fire Nation. You've got to check out these images, these graphs that Kate created for our goal crushing and almost crushing and these conference pictures. I mean, it's all at eofire.com slash 2014. So definitely check that out. Plus, we have a link to the top seven conferences for 2015 that we highly recommend you go and we hope to see you at. And Kate, let's move on to growing our team. Like we've grown Entrepreneur on Fire and we've done a lot of really cool things throughout 2014 and we couldn't accomplish nearly a percentage of what we've accomplished without this team in place. Let me just kind of run through our team as it sits right now. We have obviously myself and you, but then we also have JM, who's been with me since day one. We've had Jess, who we've added to the team as your virtual assistant. We brought a deal on in 2014, about uh, about the middle of that year, and he's been with us for a number of months and just recently got an amazing job in Dubai. So he's going to be handing over the reins to his older brother, which I think is so cool because it's going to make it a really seamless transition. So now Tipu is officially a member of Fire Nation, of Entrepreneur on Fire specifically, and has been trained by his younger brother, Adil. So this has just been a seamless handover. And then, of course, we can't forget our independent contractors that we know and love, CPA Josh Bowerly, Mr. CPA on Fire himself. Go check him out at cpaonfire.com. We have our designer, Brandy Shea. Uh, we have the guys at Insightful Automation who help, who help us out with all things Infusionsoft. And then, of course, our opt-in and sales page developer, Zach Swinehart, who, pretty excitingly, I would like to announce, is right now as we speak, literally, he's Skyping me as I'm talking right now. I can see him. <laughs> he is creating the new Entrepreneur on Fire website, which is going to be incredibly exciting. It will be coming out quite shortly. So keep your eyes open for that. Kate, why don't you uh, say a few things about this? Yeah, I think it's so cool to look back on the team that we've built, not only our core team here at Entrepreneur on Fire, but our extended team that you just talked a little bit about. And, you know, that really goes back to the relationships that we've built and that we've established that have helped us get so much more done in a lot less time with a ton of peace of mind in between added in there. You know, these relationships that we've built with Josh, with Brandy, with the Insightful Automation guys, with Zach, these are relationships that we've built from putting out there that, you know, we would kind of love to have a CPA. Josh heard that. He reached out to us. He said, hey, I'm a CPA. And look where that has taken us, you know, with Brandy, Brandy reached out to us and she said, I love Entrepreneur on Fire. I listen to your guys's podcast. I would love to design something for you guys just so you can see 
you know, what I am capable of doing. And Brandy sent us over a design and I was like, we need this girl on retainer. Same with the Insightful Automation guys. You know, John, I think you maybe went online looking for Infusionsoft experts so that we could have a little help when we switched over to that platform. The Insightful Automation guys came up and we've been working with them ever since. And Zach, Zach was a recommendation from our good friend, Rick Mulready. He's like, guys, I found this guy that does this online in a day thing. And he's awesome. He's a developer. He's a designer. He's super cool. He's fun to work with. I jumped on the phone with Zach and the rest is history. So it was a huge win for us to look back and say, you know what, the time that we invested in building our team in 2014, which was a lot of time, because of course, none of this just, you know, happens. There was a lot that went into bringing Brandy on retainer. There was a lot that went into working with Zach. There's a lot that goes into training JM and Jess and Tapu. But that time investment is something that worked really well for us because without it, we would have been working inside of our business in 2014 versus on our business. So that was a huge, huge win for us. Yeah, let's not forget onlineinaday.com is where you can find out more about Zach and make sure to ask for the fire special because he loves you, Fire Nation. And to kind of sum up some wins, in 2014 alone, we had over 18,000 people opt in for one or more of our live webinars. I mean, just picture that. Speaking of the benefits of webinars, I mean, mind-blowing. Um, our live webinars accounted for now over 85% of our overall sales for both Podcasters Paradise and Webinar on Fire combined, making our financial investment actually in creating and presenting webinars at $2,000. So there was an investment there with lead pages, call loop, which is a SMX and voice messaging service, and chat roll, the chat service. So $2,000, but our overall invoice total, $1.8 million. Um, there's not a company in the world that wouldn't take that kind of profit margin Fire Nation. So that's why we love this world we live in. That's why we teach exactly what we do with webinars at webinaronfire.com. We'd love for you to check out a free live webinar. I'm about to publish actually a free webinar course as well in the same process of free podcast course. So keep your eyes out on that. And just a lot of awesomeness is on the way. And speaking of awesomeness and always improving, we have been continuously, Kate, improving Podcasters Paradise every single day in some way, shape, and form since inception. We owe it to our members. We owe it to our future members. We owe it to the listeners out there that are just benefiting from this great content that's coming from Podcast Paradise members in the form of podcasts. Kate, Share with us some things that we've done to improve Podcasters Paradise in 2014. Yeah, for sure. First of all, I want to take a quick time out, bring it back to the big three. I mean, we're still going over things that worked for us in 2014. And, you know, we are so grateful for everything that worked so well for us in 2014. Continuously improving was definitely one of those things because we learned from the feedback from our audience, from the feedback from our communities, that when we continuously improve what we have to offer, they are very grateful for that. I mean, I know that seems pretty base level, duh, but you know, <laughs> a lot of people think that as long as they create a product and put it out there, that they're done. And we were not willing to take that as our theme with Podcasters Paradise or with anything else we create. And so in June of 2014, we did a complete redesign of the Podcasters Paradise platform. And our number one goal with that was making it more user-friendly and, you know, more visually appealing because that is important. And so by reorganizing the content that we had on the site in a more logical progression and creating uh, what Customer Hub calls partials for different podcasting topics, we were able to make it so much easier for our members to actually consume the content that we have in there. And you can imagine with over 200 video tutorials, having some type of logical progression and an easy way for people to locate information that they're looking for is really, really important. So, you know, continuously improving, putting our, you know, earnings back into improving the site. That wasn't free. You know, we had to hire a, dev a special developer who knew Customer Hub. We had to hire a designer to do the, the design. I probably sunk 
uh, well, invested. I don't want to say sunk. I probably <laughs> invested, you know, 40 hours reorganizing the content and creating these partials and everything. So, I mean, we took time out to evaluate the things that we could do to continue making Paradise even better. And John, like you mentioned, that was in big part thanks to the feedback that we'd received from our community. Absolutely. I mean, this is something, Fire Nation, we really want you to be taking in is the fact that, yes, you might find something that works, but you can't be stagnant at that point. You need to always be innovating, always be improving, always be asking, even in some cases begging for feedback from people who are actually using your products, services, communities, because that's how you're going to continue to take what you do to the next level. And speaking of taking things to the next level, I want to talk briefly about one of the favorite things, one of my favorite things that we implemented in 2014 for Podcasters Paradise is our wow process. And this is something that, you know, I really kind of wanted to implement. And I really kind of took ownership of this. And I said, you know what? We are not getting our Podcast Paradise members to wow soon enough. In fact, Sometimes we, the community leaders, aren't getting them there at all. They're having to get there themselves. Now, let me take a step back here because what does this mean? When somebody, Fire Nation, buys one of your products, services, or joins one of your communities, you have to be asking yourself, how long is it taking them to get to wow, to saying, wow, I am really glad I joined this community or I bought this product or I'm part of this service. Wow, this was a great investment. I feel good about this money that I took out of my pocket and handed over to whomever. What is your wow process, Fire Nation? And if you're like us in early 2014, you didn't have one. We were waiting for Podcast Paradisers to get to their own wow. Yes, there was wow in Podcasters Paradise, but they had to go find it. They had to go log in, get to the right tutorials for them, or check out the right webinar for them, or engage with the right people in the private Facebook group. It was on our community members to get to wow, and that's not how it should be. So we took control of the wow process. And let me just share a little bit, but in our October monthly income reports, we share incredible details. So you can check that out for more. But in a quick sum up, when you join Podcasters Paradise, number one, you get a welcome email from me with a video from me personalized to you. I take the time to create a video welcoming every single member into Podcasters Paradise. It's a video that I've created. I say your name in it because I want you to know that I've taken the time to personalize it because I have, and I send it to you. And then I also ask you, do you want to get on the phone for one or two minutes? You know, this is just going to be a quick call because I have a lot of them to make, but I want to just say, hi, thank you for joining Paradise. And I want to ask you a question. So every Saturday, I'm having a lot of phone calls with new Paradise members, and that has been amazing. Within a week or so, people have gotten a nice little postcard from Kate and I welcoming them into Podcasters Paradise. It's a personalized postcard of Kate and I on the beach with a big welcome to paradise written out in seaweed. <laughs> you ought to see it to believe it. And a couple brownies, really tasty brownies, I might have to add, welcoming them into Podcasters Paradise. Look at all those wows that we've created along the way. We're getting people emailing back saying, John, I have been joining communities for decades and never have I felt so at home as I did when I joined Podcasters Paradise. These angles that you're coming at us with all these wows are outstanding. Like, you know, my wife or my husband was really concerned when I first invested this kind of money into something like a podcasting community. And now they're your biggest fans because they see what you're doing. They see how you're being taken care, how you're taking care of us. And it's just unbelievable. You know, we implemented this great accountability program. And now where people join Podcasters Paradise, they can sign up for an accountability partner. And within 72 hours, we'll match you up with somebody that's at the same place as you, which can start your journey of having that accountability partner for your podcast podcast growth, but also building your mastermind as you go along. And these are just huge and important improvements that we've made within Podcasters Paradise at no small amount of work, by the way. This is a lot of work, a lot of bandwidth for our team, but there's a number of things you have to realize, Fire Nation. Number one 
it feels right. It's the right thing to do when we're having people invest this much of their hard-earned money into a community like Podcasters Paradise, where straight off the bat, the value far exceeds the investment, but we want people to know, hey, you have made the right decision. We're going to wow you from day one going forward. So I love the wow process. You know, I could do a whole course on the wowing process that I know would be incredibly valuable and that may be something I do down the road. But, you know, I want you to take what I've just shared with you and, and I want you to, to have heard my passion and my excitement and how fired up I get when I talk about the wow process that we have for Podcasters Paradise, not because you know it's bringing more people in. No, it's because it's the people that we're bringing in are having a better experience. And man, does that feel great. And that's the kind of feeling that I want you to have when you have people that are joining your products, services, and community. So Fire Nation, the wow, wow, wow. I really want you to think about it. I really want you to to focus on that in 2015 and beyond. And now I want to shift a little bit, Kate, and talk about how you and I brought wow to ourselves, how we celebrated in 2014. And why don't you start by sharing uh, about our move? So in February 2014, so this was pretty early on in the year, we upgraded our environment. And I say environment because, John, I think you'll agree with me, just like every part of our move was awesome. (laughs) We moved from our cozy little one-bedroom apartment, which I absolutely loved. Um, But, you know, John and I shared a single desk in our living room as our working space while we were living in that apartment. And we upgraded to a two-bedroom apartment where I now have my own office. And John, you have your entire own recording area. So, you know, it might not sound like a huge deal just given that we moved from a one-bedroom to a two-bedroom, no biggie. But like I said, this is our entire environment. And sometimes it takes changing that environment to recognize the types of constraints that you might have been putting on yourself before that you had kind of just gotten used to. I mean, John, me and you working at one desk together... That's what was in front of us. That's what we were going to do. And so, you know, we kind of got used to that. And and it was great. You know, we got to give each other a little fist pump every now and then, and maybe a <laughs> hug and a kiss. <laughs> um, but, you know, moving into this uh, apartment that we're in now, being able to turn the second bedroom into an office, being able to close the door so that you can record whenever you want, I can record whenever I want, you get to spread out your recording studio, you know, as wide as that wall will allow you. <laughs> And, you know, we have an incredible view. We have this balcony that looks out over Sail Bay here in Pacific Beach. We have direct access to the boardwalk that takes us right out to the water, that takes us all the way around to the beach here in Pacific Beach. I mean, I just could not be more grateful for this move because it's not only improved our working environment, you know, the situation that we're in when we when we quote unquote go to work in the morning, but it's also improved just overall the way that I feel about where we live. I love where we live. It's amazing. And again, Fire Nation, we have pictures and images of our new place with the view and the bay and and all this awesomeness and so much more at eofire.com slash 2014, 2014. And Kate, something else I love talking about is our trip that we took in May of 2014. I mean, we were crushing it as far as the amount of hours that we were working, the momentum that we had built up in the business. We were consistently ripping off 100,000 plus revenue months, which is huge for such a young business. And then we decided in the middle of all that to take off for two weeks in Europe to Europe. And you know, it's pretty crazy for a lot of people to hear. You know, you hear when you start a business, your first five years, you know, you're chained to the desk. You're not going to see the light of day, you know, let alone a weekend, you know, but we took two weeks off, Kate, and, and we were really off. I mean, we didn't even check our email. We had set up a separate email account just for family and friends. And our VAs did have that for emergency only, which they never had to utilize. So we just were unplugged for two weeks. And again, speaking of pictures, we have some great pictures of Kate and I um, in Barcelona, in Cinque Terre, Italy, in Prague, in Paris. I mean, just an amazing trip. So, so many cool things. And and we've written and talked about this a lot. So we're not going to really focus on this too much right now, but it was a win. You know, we were able to unplug 
May was still a big month. We generated $144,000 in gross revenue in the month of May, and we netted $102,000, and we were gone for half the month. I mean, that's the business that we spent a ton of time building, and that's the business that we've now created. And again, that May income report, we go into details about how we did that. So check it out. You can check out all our income reports at eofire.com slash income. And it was overall amazing. But Kate, this isn't all unicorns and rainbows. We're going to talk about things that didn't work well in 2014. And you started things off with letting go. So why don't you expound? For sure. So if we just quick look back on our big three, we talked about what worked for us really well. We just finished talking about two massive ways that we celebrated by, you know, upgrading our living situation and taking that amazing trip to Europe. Now we dive into the third part of the big three, and that's what didn't work well. And this is what's going to really help us moving forward and understanding the things that we're not doing well so that we don't keep doing them. (laughs) And something that I personally didn't do well in 2014 was letting go of things at the right time. And, you know, John, I know you've talked about it a lot. I certainly have read this book multiple times, Seth Godin's The Dip. You need to know when it's time to let go of something. And I just didn't do a good job of that. I spent way too much time researching, you know, potential resources, product services that didn't end up going anywhere for us. Now, I think that's an important part of the process. I mean, you, of course, need to research uh, ways that you can be doing things better. But I feel like I could have failed faster in doing that research. Because spending all this time researching these potential resources and products and services that we might use for the business, it only left me like super frustrated and disappointed. And in the end, because there are things that we didn't end up implementing for ourselves. And, you know, that's a lot of time spent that I just felt like I could have been spending this time in other areas of our business that were actually helping us improve. So knowing when to stop pursuing something is a really great skill to have. But, you know, I learned in 2014, reflecting back, knowing that this was not something that I did well, you know, it doesn't come easy. But I mentioned this earlier, I think a great question to ask yourself when you find that you're spending a lot of time doing something and you're not feeling like you're really yielding great results is, is this helping me get one step closer to my big goals? And if the answer is no, then it's probably time to move on. This is what I really want you to be focusing on, Fire Nation, is what are you holding on to? that maybe you shouldn't be because that's keeping you from doing things that really matter. And that kind of leads perfectly into what I want to talk about, you know, which is saying yes or (laughs) saying no when you should. And this is one of my major lessons that I learned is that I didn't say no nearly enough. I think it's so important, Fire Nation, that you guard your time with the utmost care. And I simply didn't do that in 2014. I said yes to way too many things, way too many things. And the business suffered because of it. Now, there's a great book that Kate recommends and links to um, in in this review, which is called Essentialism. I highly recommend it. It's a great audio book as well. So you can go to eofirebook.com and if you haven't yet already, you can actually get this book for free. It's a great audio book. They do a great job with it. Highly recommend it. And there's two quotes I want to share about saying no. One is from Derek Sivers. If it's not a heck yes, it's a no. Simple as that. It's very simply put. And that's one thing that I want you, Fire Nation, to really be focused in on. If it's not a heck yes, it's a no. And I know for me, I am always looking at things in that light now. And then Kay wrote a great quote from Gandhi, a no uttered from the deepest conviction is better than a yes, merely uttered to please or worse, avoid trouble. Great find, Kate. And that's really important, Fire Nation, to be guarding your time like the precious commodity that it is. And Kate, we have so much that you put into this year in review course that I just need to stress again, people, come check it out. Come read this blog post, really absorb it because 
we're touching upon a lot, but we can't possibly get into all of it because it's just such an epic post and we're already coming up on an hour of a recording, even though it feels like 15 minutes. But that's the power of having different forms of media that people can consume, a blog, an audio, whatever that might be. So we can definitely say this audio podcast we're recording right now is going to be of great value to you, but then going back and reading through this blog is going to open up even more ideas and give you more aha moments because we expound so much more. And Kate, if I'm skipping over some things you want to get back to, definitely feel free to go back up into this post, but I'm coming down to community that I want to talk about right now. Community is so important, and we've had so many unbelievable interactions with Fire Nation throughout the years, and we're just so grateful to have built this amazing community. We know it's the reason for our success. And, you know, we have a great image, again, in the blog post of an unbelievable gift that I received from Pete Sven, an amazing entrepreneur. You can check him out at DIY. Pete.com. He's just an incredible guy. He is so skilled at what he does as far as entrepreneurship and craftsmanship. And he created an 80-pound steel piece that he turned into an amazing piece of wall art that literally is the first thing people see when they move, when they come in to our new place here. And it's where we actually take all of our pictures in front of because it's this gorgeous entrepreneur on fire piece of steel artwork. Absolutely unbelievable. And he actually created something for me for Christmas, you know, as a request from Kate, Kate reached out to him and said, Pete, you did something amazing for John that, that one time I would love for you to, to do something else. And she gave him some parameters and what he came up with was absolutely amazing. And actually check out my Instagram pictures because I just recently posted the picture of that um, on Christmas day when Kate gave it to me as an amazing gift. So definitely check that out. But this is just an example of what happens when you build up an amazing community and they want to do things for you and then you want to do things for them. Like I'm going out now to Montana to visit Pete with Greg Hickman and Rick Mulready in February. And I'm not saying it's like I'm only going out there because he made this amazing piece of artwork for me, but no, that started a relationship that we built that we're now friends. And you know we are now going to be masterminding and skiing together for a weekend in his hometown in Montana, which is really exciting. And Kate, let me kind of give it back over to you now to kind of expound about community. And, you know, I know we have a great guy, James, that did so much for us as well that I really want to dive into that. Yeah, when we started reflecting back on our community and just how many amazing members we have in Fire Nation, like, it gives me chills. The emails that we receive, the letters that we get in the mail, I mean, just really thoughtful, incredible stuff that we're hearing from Fire Nation. And we are so appreciative of that. I mean, I've read some emails that have literally brought me to tears. These people are so passionate. They're so thankful for the podcast. They're so thankful for what we're creating. And that's, you know, that's what keeps us going. That's when I'm feeling really frustrated and being selfish because, you know, I feel like giving up. I think about all those people who are counting on us to provide this content to them that helps them. And, you know, that's what keeps me going. It's just, we're so grateful for that. And when, when we we started talking about Pete and this incredible piece that he sent us, he's the first person that came to mind when I was like, I've got to go big for John's Christmas present (laughs) this year. I was like, Pete is my guy. So like you said, I reached out to Pete and, you know, he made that incredible piece for you. But it got me thinking about James Ashcroft, who's a member of Fire Nation, a friend, a fan. And he sent us an email a while back and he included a write-up that he had created. And this is how how the write-up started out that he created. What differentiates EO Fire is a transparency that its hosts, John and Kate, offer their audience. They share their business successes and failures with their listeners. So when we received these emails from James and he started talking about the fact that he has studied in depth each of our income reports and he's actually started creating kind of like an outline report of our income reports where he takes away like the biggest lessons learned that he got from the income reports that we write, which is the reasons why we write them. We want people to be doing this. I think it's incredible that James is doing this. And he continues to state that he had actually printed out our income reports. He started building a month-by-month 
financial spreadsheet. And he was tracking like our different sources of income, our biggest lessons learned, our expenses. And as he put it, James said this, between the notes and the financials, their story started to unfold before my eyes. So I didn't include James' praise and, you know, this note that he sent us and this email that he sent us to, you know, brag about Entrepreneur on Fire. I really wanted to include this in this report because I feel like the takeaways that James has that he's documented throughout, you know, looking at our income reports and really studying them can also help you in a major way to distill that data and come out with clear takeaways is so powerful. And one thing that James said that really struck me, and I don't think a lot of people stop to think about this, is there were months of zero revenue that must have been filled with questions about whether or not it was a viable business. There were probably days when all Kate and John did was learn new software from dawn to dusk. It's easy to imagine countless hours strategizing, designing the website, and building tutorials. Work all the time. <laughs> Let's bring it back some memories. <laughs> you are correct. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I mean, this is so powerful. And we have what's what I like to refer to, and Kate actually referred to, as James' top 10 takeaways. And we expound upon these takeaways in eofire.com slash 2014. So definitely come and check these out because these takeaways are amazing. But then when we expound upon them, they're even more powerful. Um, and he did give us permission to share these takeaways with you, Fire Nation, because he believes in that same value principle that we believe in. So without any further ado, James' top 10 takeaways. Oh my God, Kate, I haven't been recording. Stop it. Oh, I can't believe you didn't believe me. I thought that was so convincing. <laughs> I've been like waiting for the perfect moments to do that. And I thought you're going to be like, are you bleeping kidding me? <laughs> that was a good moment. I was like, wait, am I supposed to be reading James's top 10 takeaways? <laughs> James top 10 takeaways. Number one, it's an incredible time commitment. Check that, James. Number two, find a coach and mentors early. I love what expounded upon here. Number three, you must have a vision. Number four, build an audience first and then monetize. Number five, divide and conquer. Number six, hire assistants. Seven, get out of the office. Number eight, Constantly test your marketing and technology platforms. Number nine, launch new products systematically. And number 10, be passionate and grateful. Fire Nations, you can tell these 10 should really be called the Entrepreneur on Fire 10 Commandments because that's exactly what they are. I mean, he couldn't have nailed our brand, our mission, our vision better. So James, thank you for doing that. And Kate, we promised we were going to circle back to systems in the 80-20 rule. And then we're going to end with looking ahead to 2015. So let's bring this home. Bringing it home. James, real quick, thank you so much again. We really appreciate you giving us permission to share this with Fire Nation. And I hope that these top 10 takeaways help out everyone who is listening right now. Um, so moving into systems, building systems in our business. This was a huge lesson learned in 2014 because building systems in our business has changed the way that we work. It has increased how much we are able to get done. That's really important. So many people are like, how do you guys get so much done? It's because of the systems that we've built in our business. And it's also improved the processes that we follow. Without systems, without the systems that we've built in our business, and a lot of those were built in 2014, this is a huge process. Systems don't create themselves and they don't happen overnight. If we wouldn't have been able to create these systems, we never would have been able to take those two weeks in Europe that we talked about nor would we have had the bandwidth to accomplish everything that we did in 2014. You just heard us talk about a lot of things that we did really well in 2014. You heard us talk about the ways that we celebrated. You heard us talk about the things that did not work well for us in 2014. 
This is such a major lesson learned that creating systems is what allowed us to do what we did in 2014. And if you want to learn more about creating systems in your business and what they can do for you, because again, it does not happen overnight. This is a process. Then we have a post that I wrote that is all about creating systems that create freedom. And that's linked up on the post that accompanies this episode eofire.com slash creating dash systems. In Fire Nation, we promised we were going to circle back to the 80-20 rule, and here we are again. And as Kate quoted here, in 2014, we we figured out and found out firsthand that 20% of your efforts result in 80% of your outcome. And there's actually a word that needs to be inserted there before outcome, which is desired outcome. Because we don't just care about the outcome. We care about your desired outcome. And that's coming from 20% of your efforts. So I want your focus, Fire Nation, to be to find your 20% and laser focus, follow one course until success into that 20%. Find out what works well and then double down. And Kate knows all about double down, Fire Nation. She is the overall chip winner from our Bahia Bell cruise on New Year's Eve here in Mission Bay. Uh, Kate, you doubled down quite a few times when you had uh, 7, 8, 9, 10, or 11. I did so well in doubling down. (laughs) I was wishing so bad that we were in Vegas because I was doubling down so much and winning so much money that the guy to my left He actually had an amazing hand to double down on, but he literally had bet like $150 on the hand or something. And so he didn't have enough money to double down. I was like, let me double down on that for you. (laughs) Let's clarify a couple things, Fire Nation. Number one, we're talking about blackjack. Uh, For those of you that are familiar with blackjack, you definitely picked up on that. Number two, this was fake money. We were in the Bay here in San Diego where real gambling is not allowed. So we were just all having fun and throwing around big old stacks of chips and uh, the reality is Kate walked away with the most at the end of the night and Kate why don't you take it home with looking ahead fire nation we hope that our look back on 2014 and some reflection time on the big three helped you realize how you can leverage what you already know what you've learned and experienced throughout 2014. This is stuff that you already know. You just have to take the time to sit down and reflect on it. And that's going to help you make 2015 your best year yet. Fire Nation, the best way to predict the future is to create it. Peter Drucker. This is your future. It is in your control. You're doing all the right things, listening to the stuff that we're kicking out, and I'm sure many of our friends and peers as well. So Fire Nation, prepare for 2015. Thank you so much for joining me today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head over to eofire.com for links and recaps of every show and so much more. Is it time to create and launch your podcast? 15 video tutorials with yours truly await at freepodcastcourse.com. See you there.